0: Welcome, friend. You are here to listen to the uncovered secrets of the clandestine arm of the British government known as the Department for Unexplained Minor Phenomena. Today's recording is not for the faint of heart, concerning as it does the haunting of a young girl by a vengeful spirit. What you might have seen in the movies cannot prepare you for the truth. Hello,
1: archives. Agent Milner here again, Department of Unexplained Minor Phenomena. Field recording for case 4145. Welcome to the dump. I'm here out in the Cotswolds on the way to a country pile to speak to Amelia Winstanley about her daughter Abigail. This um, sounds kind of interesting actually. Pick picked this one up from chatter, you know, the usual chatter you hear about ghosts and spooks so I was sent in to investigate because of course I was it's a bloody long drive this is this is the thing they don't even give you a car anymore you have to walk everywhere and what's the point in owning a car in London and then you get sent out hundreds of miles by train and then you have to walk to where you need to get to it's all very indicative of how governments run this sort of place you have all the money in the world for a department nobody needs, and no money for transport. Ho-hum. Oh, All right, anyway, I'll let you know what's really going on after I've interviewed Ms Amelia. Back in a sec. OK, just say your name into the microphone.
2: I'm Amelia Wynne Stanley.
1: Great, and uh, whenever you're ready.
2: Well, the thing is, you see... I still don't know where it came from. The frightful thing just appeared in her bedroom one day. I asked her governess, sorry, tutor, old habits, Julia, where it came from, and she didn't know either. But there it sat, in the chair across the room, staring at us with those lifeless eyes. It was a few nights later that Julia informed me that Abigail had been having nightmares. Well, naturally, Rupert and I were very distressed by this information, so we asked Abigail what they were about and what might be bothering her, and she clammed up. Wouldn't say a word. And all the while we talked, I noticed she watched that blasted doll. I surmised the doll was likely to be to blame for these night terrors, with its uncanny visage and dead-eyed stare... Uh, And I attempted to remove it one day, but Abigail flew into a tantrum and demanded I returned it to its place immediately. So, being a good mother, I duly obeyed, but I still felt uneasy leaving it there with her. It was some weeks later, again, when Julia came to me in a terrible state while I was resting, as Abigail was choking So we rushed to her rescue, nurse performing a Heimlich manoeuvre suitable for children, but, and here is the chilling thing, nothing blocked her windpipe. Yet there was sweet Abigail, turned blue with hypoxia, hair in a tussle, clearly distressed, and still gazing upon that frightful mimic of life in the chair, nestled amongst her other toys. So... There was no evidence for my suspicion, but my dislike for the doll peaked and, despite my daughter's frantic complaints, I removed it from the room, locking it away in a chest in the attic where we keep old furniture and such. It was only the next day, however, when I came to kiss Abigail goodnight at bedtime. I turned out the light and there, in its seat once again... Two glints of reflected moonlight betraying its pupils, the doll. "'I waited with Abigail till she was asleep "'and once again removed the offensive thing, but this time to the bin. "'This shock, however, did prompt me to wonder where the object came from. "'You see, an old pile like ours is filled with antiques "'from my family's history, and such trinkets are quite common.' So searching the storage spaces was no help, as there are simply so many of these things. Instead, I did a bit of… well, a professional such as yourself might find this silly, but I did a bit of investigating. (laughs) You see, suspicious as I was about this doll, I am aware of such things being believed to be the receptacles for spirits of the departed. So I asked Teddy, my eldest son, to do the, um, the Google for me and he didn't turn up much. But he did point out we have mountains of paperwork in the archives and family annals. And perhaps it might be wise to start there. So seeing the wisdom of this, I went into my grandfather's office and began searching the boxes of old papers And it was there I made another chilling discovery. Back in the 19th century, my great-grandfather had a daughter who died as a little girl from choking. And she was found in her playroom clutching the very doll that has been plaguing Abigail. So, horrified, I ran to the bin where I'd thrown the doll to collect it in the hope of destroying it more thoroughly and purging the evil thing but when I arrived it was gone vanished so in a panic I ran to Abigail's room where I found her prone upon the floor with a doll lying in her grasp I checked Abigail's pulse and breathing she was mercifully alive and unharmed so I took up the doll but noticed its eyes were closed And as I lifted it, the eyes opened. Those glass pupils were gazing into my own and I felt the full force of its evil boring into my soul. So I threw it down, snatched up poor Abigail and locked the door. And that's when I called for help. And here you are. I haven't slept a wink since then. You must believe me, this thing is pure evil and wishes to claim the life of my daughter. Please help us.
1: Okay. well, as you probably imagine, it's uh, just a doll. Um, Hardly a surprise. Uh, Basically, the... uh, The girl needed a toy or wanted a toy Um, or a new toy and the help actually, you know, the real people who uh, help around the house, Susan, Mary, all the cleaners and so on and so forth, they actually were looking after the kid because it seems Julia didn't really do her job. Anyway, uh, the girl, liked the doll, found it I think in the attic going where it shouldn't have been Found the doll, liked it, didn't want to be separated from it. Quite understandable. Um, the nightmares she talked about the kid having, uh, as I'm sure any child psychologist will let you know, is probably more from uh, neglect or any f- form of other childhood trauma. Probably not the haunting of a doll. So, you know, we can ignore that. Um, choking and finding the doll next to her. Yeah, interesting one that. Until even after just a couple of cursory questions on my part, who isn't a trained doctor, it's pretty clear Abby has asthma. Never been noticed apparently by her ever caring parents, but uh, yeah, that kind of explains why she choked. Told her, um, I told the parents to speak to a doctor, get her a steroid pump, um, or advised her to get a steroid pump, I should say. Um, the doll being returned from the bin in the attic was funnily enough the staff, again not actually the doll floating its way back to her room somehow no, they just picked it up and put it in her room Uh, what else have we got oh the history, that's a funny one the Victorian child who died mysteriously uh, choked on a wooden doll, a little wooden toy uh, just called up the nearby doctors who had the records there, and uh, yeah, sure enough, wasn't a mystery, just a uh, little girl choked on a wooden toy. But back then, they really didn't care about what the kids were doing. I say back then, seems to be much the trend today as well, apparently. But yeah, there's no big mystery there. Um, but yes, it's also where the doll came from because, of course, it was. It's a Victorian doll, which also explains the. Um, child being asleep, you know, like how children do from time to time um, with the doll next to her and then the doll's eyes opening yeah um, old Victorian porcelain dolls have weighted eyes they have like marbles that are weighted, um, and if you tilt the head back, the eyes open, tilt it forward the eyes close, it's creepy admittedly, but it's just kind of something they used to do, it was a bit of a trend back then, um, Yeah, that's it, really. So, I mean, there is horror here, but it's more to do with neglect than it is to do with anything regarding a ghost or a doll or any of that rubbish. It's just sad facts that if you neglect your child, probably shows up in unexpected and unpleasant ways. But, what a surprise, really. Nothing new there, sadly. So, yeah, as usual, no ghosts, no spooks, no spectres. Because, of course, there isn't. Anyway, enjoy that one, Dan. I'm sure it'll give you a good laugh. And I'll, uh, we'll speak to you again when are we see you Wednesday. I'll see you there, mate. Bye.
0: Of course, not right, yet. Yeah, uh, 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 there it is proof of the British government's negligence towards the welfare of children from one of their own operatives. By now, you should understand the true callousness at the heart of the British establishment. But we have one more of these shocking tales to come, and we've saved the best till last. Tune in, I I mean, download, sorry, next week for the incredible conclusion to this terrifying conspiracy. Until then... Travel safe. Dumpster. No. No, that doesn't work. No. Dump. No.